Let's pray. We worship you, Lord. We praise you. Thank you, God, for who you are. We thank you, Lord, that your plan is perfect. That what you desire in our lives, the intimacy of focus, reaps just amazing, amazing rewards. And, and yet it's really fighting the logic of that because to rest in you is the opposite of what we would think of sowing into a work. But God, I pray that you fill me with your Holy Spirit, that you speak through me, and as you speak through Michael as well, through his portion. Father, we just give you this time to do what you want. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we had a great time of prayer yesterday at the two houses of uh, Allie and Michael and then Beth and Corey. For those of you who were there yesterday morning, you got to see the surprise. Surprise! (laughs) Michael's here. And although I, I think there were probably a number of people that Found out, knew before that. But I'm, I'm curious, who didn't know until this morning? Three. Wow. Okay, this should say something about your friendships and your relationships here. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, Mike, Michael is going to come up and uh, he's going to share with you things that are going on in Nigeria. Um, Before he did, I I want to tell you a little bit about why he came. But um, he didn't even know, and none of us knew, Bill had had the idea of going over and and praying uh, for the two homes. And it was a great time of prayer, as I said. And Jeff, that offer, did it come in before or after? It came in after we prayed. So, so... God took his time, you know, like, what, about two hours? And an offer came in after we prayed at uh, Beth and Corey's house. Although, I, I declare that I would love to see a better offer come in today. I really would. I really would. And, and people who know my brain know what I'm talking about. Um, but faithful is the Lord. Faithful is God. And, and today, between one and three, is an open house at Michael's. And um, I, I do understand that there's somebody coming over there today that uh, has not seen the house yet except for pictures online and is very interested. So, so man, keep praying. But understand that, that prayer is a powerful thing. When God leads you to do something, there's a reason. There's a reason. This ministry started in prayer. For those of you, and there's only a few in here that were here at the very beginning, Right when it was when it was a college ministry, and if you remember, what did we do? We'd get together and we'd pray. We'd pray for an hour, pray for an hour and a half, whatever. Just get in a circle. That was the first time I had really experienced that, and it was it was amazing, amazing just to pray. You you get twenty five, thirty, thirty five young people praying together, hungry to pray together. You know, to sit in a circle for two hours and just pray, that's just, that's God. That's what that is. But 
Um, but Michael came out specifically for um, this last case, which is on Thursday, which I'll say something about in a minute. But then he also came out to begin a new series, which we began last Thursday. The new series of court trials are the Nigeria series. And the Lord had told us early on that we would actually begin that series before we finished the American series. And I know to some, especially online, this may or may not make sense. doesn't matter. Online, this is just for, for record's sake because it'll... It'll make sense in the future. But we did begin the court series for Nigeria on Thursday, and I will tell you a little bit about it. I, for, for the new series and, and all the ones in the future, I'm not going to read those uh, like I did America, although I will read the one for this Thursday, which is uh, the spirit of deception. And you know what? Let me, let me talk about that just real briefly. Um, it is not in stealth that we have one left. We have the spirit of deception that will be this Thursday. In fact, the Lord was very bold and said to announce it and to announce to the spirit of deception that he is coming after him. Not that we are coming after him, but the Lord God is coming after him. I know he's scared. I know Satan's scared. Satan went into hiding. I want to say it was at the second or third court case. Right? He went into hiding. Now, what's cool is we found him. Right? The, the Lord uh, revealed where he was this last Thursday. And, I mean, seriously, if he thinks he can hide from the Lord, I, he, I don't know, he's just not real bright. Because you can't. You cannot hide from the Lord. You cannot hide from the Lord's plan. You can involve yourself in his plan. You could give him your yes and be a part of it. You can't hide from, from it. You can't run from it. But uh, So the spirit of deception is this Thursday night. I want to encourage everybody to be a part of that because this is, this is big. This one's big, as Alexis said. This first one that was done for the uh, court of nations for Nigeria was the spirit of lawlessness. And it was interesting going into this new series because we had the experience of the first series, but we had very little experience, obviously, of Nigeria. I mean, we had some, but not historical experience. You know, uh, we, we don't have the history of growing up there and knowing. We can, you know, look online, look at history books, look at Google, whatever. But there were things that the Lord had to give us, and he did. And what was remarkable, and, and, and again, I won't get into the specifics, but when we went to, now it, keep in mind, Michael got in on Wednesday, okay? He and I had a meeting down in, in Washington on Wednesday. Once he got off the plane, he had two meetings, actually. Then we came up here. Then that evening, we went to the ready room, only for the Lord to say, yes, you're going to start the Court of Nations for Nigeria tomorrow, and, okay, what spirit is that? He said, the spirit of lawlessness. Okay, awesome. You'll tell us everything we need to know, right? <laughs> yes, I will. And, and so we went into that, um, certainly knowing what he said in his word, but, but what I didn't have was, 
was the authority of where either, it either began, which Africa is a different continent than here. It, it's a little, little more displaced. It has much, much longer history, obviously, than we do here. Or where it gained its authority. And, and so the Lord, when we went to the ready room before, the Lord gave us that. He gave us a name. And he gave us a name of this guy where he had changed his name because he loved America, loved the United States. So he, he adopted a American name and then he, but the Lord also gave us his actual birth name and we went to the courts with this. What was extraordinary, and I'll, I'll only say a little bit about the case itself because there's an aspect that I want to say about it that's a lot more important. This spirit of lawlessness, when we, when we um, went to court and, and this spirit was summoned to court, um, he was real haughty like they all are, um, like he can't be touched, blah, 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 until this name was spoken, right? Am I correct on that? It was like once this name was spoken, he became real quiet. And he knew. He knew that he had been had. And it was the Lord that had him. But what I want to explain is something happened in this court session that's never happened before. And it didn't happen in the American one. And my head is still spinning over it. But there was a point where we took a recess. I, it, we rarely take recesses. And I, I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> I do remember. Because Shannon is trying to speak to me in sign language. And apparently I'm really not good at it. Because the entire team could figure out what she was saying except me. <laughs> and so finally I just like. You know, we have three recesses. Let's just take one. So I asked the Lord for a recess. He gave us a recess. And, of course, we're in stealth in the recess. And I said, now, what are you trying to tell me? And, and she, she said that the, you know, you know how in America, in, in basically North America, we have the, the principality that is over this area is Abaddon. And, and we all have talked about that. Online, you may or may not understand that. Um, but there is a principality over this area. There is a principality over Africa. We know there are seven total. There are seven brothers total that are over the globe, over their different areas of the globe. So there is a principality that is over Africa. By the way, that's what the seven heads represent in the dragon in Revelation. Just a little food for thought if you want to go look that one up. Kind of cool. But there is one over Africa. We didn't know who he was. We know his seat of power. We know it's Zumarok. We know, we know where it is in Nigeria. We knew all these things, but he had kept his name hidden from us. Um, for whatever reason. I, I'm, I'm not even sure why. But uh, we've been trying to find out for the good part of the last year. Well, Shannon said that he appeared in front of her, and I'm going to be paraphrasing. Hopefully I won't get this wrong. If, if, if I do, just let me know. But he had basically, basically come to her, appeared in front of her, and she was not the one. Let me, let me explain something. She was not the seer in the courts. 
She was with us, but she actually wasn't in the courts, correct? You, you, I was, but I was stealth. Like, I was hidden. You, you were stealth from them. They didn't know you were in the courts. And, and she, was not the, she was not the one who was speaking out what was going on in the courts. That was Carrie. But the, this principality had come up and threatened her. And basically just said how great he was, right? And how he could do whatever he wanted. And, and, and he, yes, he threatened all of us. Threatened her, but then threatened all of us. And, and what he was going to do and everything else. But then he said something to her that triggered something. He, he said something about his desire to be in the court, right? Uh, along, you know, I guess represent this lawlessness or whatever um, uh, that was in there. And so the, the second that she told me that, the Lord downloaded a strategy to me. And, and he just said, go with this and get him in there. Now, at the beginning, I had already sealed it up, and I said, if you're not in at the beginning, nobody else is allowed in or out, for that matter. So we, we, we finished the recess, went back in, and, and I, said, I said, Lord, I have a request. I said, in Jesus' name, I request to change something that I had already done. I request that this principality who is requested to be here to, to give representation, this one who threatened our team, I request that he be allowed to come. And, and the, Lord, the Lord then turned to lawlessness and said, is it your desire to have representation? And he said, yes. And he said, very well, he may come. And he came in real haughty, just very prideful. Um, Who's he? Hmm? Who's he? This spirit, well, we didn't know at first. That, that's, that's part of the, what, what God's plan was. He came in and he took the place of representation for this spirit. And, and I won't go into all, all the details of back and forth, but, but all I knew was two things that the Lord had told me. The Lord had told me I need to find out his name and I have a right to. And secondly, I need to bait his pride because he'll dig himself a hole. And, and so the first thing I did was, was try to get his name, and, and uh, he was very coy in that, and it kept going back and forth. But finally, uh, we got his name, and his name was Ashtoreth. Most of you are probably familiar with who that is uh, in the Word of God. Um, they were, we, it, it, the, the time with, uh, um, uh, yeah, Elijah and the prophets, we always think of the prophets of Baal. There were 450 prophets of Baal that got destroyed. Well, there were also 400 prophets of Asherah that were also there. But anyways, that, that's who this, this principality was. And, and he, he said something about his, his shadow is over the whole continent. He's so big or something. He was very prideful. And, and so, so in this, um, the questioning really was about, remember, he's supposedly there representing lawlessness, and all he did was down lawlessness. Like he said, he's a maggot, or whatever words he said, he's a maggot, he's, you know, I, I called lawlessness his son, 
that didn't go over so well with him. And, and that, that he, you know, he represents him and, and tied together and he said, no, this is, this is not my son. You know, he's, he's a maggot. He doesn't even do his job well. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking, man alive, you're, you're supposed to be helping this guy out. And, and his pride just wouldn't let him do it. Long story short, he got tied to this spirit. And not only that, but there, after a series of questioning, he finally came back and he said, yes, I am the authority over this spirit. Yes, he reports to me, and I report to somebody even higher. I said, okay, who is that? Father, he has to say it because he's already spoken it. Father, this, this trial has now just become about this principality. As well, because by his own words, he said this lawlessness is not the final authority. But that this lawlessness reports to him, and he reports to somebody else. And so I kept pressing on him saying who that was, and he said, you know who it is. I said, but this court needs to know who it is. And then finally he said Satan. And it it was at that point... There might have been some more back and forth after that, but but God just kind of stopped the proceedings. And he just said, I've heard enough. He said, I've heard enough. You are both found guilty. Guilty of all. Stripped him of his authority and cast him to the abyss. I mean, we didn't expect that. Even even though the day before the Lord said we will have two court cases on Thursday night, and and even after that, you know we we went to the ready room before and we're like, can you tell us what the next court case will be? And he said, no, don't worry about it. You'll you'll see. I'll tell you when you need to know. And and even afterwards we go in. Okay, so what's the next court case? He said, you just had to. <laughs> Because it didn't dawn on me that what he was going to do was he was going to bait this principality, bring him in, and both would be tried. Both would be found guilty, and both would be cast to the abyss. So I am very eager, because the Lord has told us, we, we know there are seven total spirits in each of these places, along with the principality over them. There is no principality over them anymore. Just like the, we, there is still a bad in here, but he is stripped of authority. So whatever it's been here, and you see what has come about in the last two years in terms of things be, beginning to be uprooted and wait till deception is gone, you will see it in great measure. But that's with a bad in still here. Imagine what it's going to be like in Africa that... This one is gone. And there are six more spirits. But they are going to be gone as well. And what God is going to do will be seen quickly. It's not going to be years before it's seen, but it will be seen quickly. And, and again, it's not just about Nigeria. It's about the entire continent of Africa. I also love the fact, and I, I won't say his name online for the sake of the fact that he, he can tell if he wants to, but, 
But the Lord had told me the day before, there's a person that I need to contact and get agreement with about the courts. Now, this person, I mean, I know him very well. He's, he's a very good friend he, over there. But I've not explained the courts to him. I've not gone into that conversation with him yet. And I, I said, Lord, will he understand when, when I say this? And he said, tell him these words. And he will understand. And he gave me just one sentence. And so when I talked to this man, I, I gave him the one sentence and I said, I said, All, what I need is your agreement. I need you to say it out loud. I need you to say that I have your agreement over this because, and then I gave the, the sentence. And he said, he just paused and he said, I know exactly what that means. He gave his agreement and then we hung up. I mean, we talked a little bit more. Than that, but, but understand, God is at work in this. Don't, don't let people tell you any different. Don't let the enemy tell you any different. The enemy of deception that is about to be gone. By the way, I'll say this too, and I say this in taunting of this enemy. God said... He will not be stripped of his authority. This is the first court case that we know of, that we've been a part of, going into it knowing he will be cast. All the others have been, you know, some got cast, some didn't get cast. Some just got stripped of, the, of authority. This one will be cast. This one will be stripped of authority and cast. The Lord said it. He said it, and he wanted us to declare it because he wants this thing to know it. Imagine what that's going to do. So I want to invite Michael up here um, just to come and give us an update from um, what's going on in Nigeria and what's going on in your heart. That'll take like 30 seconds. Come on. Hi. How are you guys? It's good to see you. It's good to be back uh, for a brief, like, hiatus, whatever you want to call it, visit, mission, assignment, uh, something like that. Hello, guys in Nigeria that are watching. Miss you guys. Be back very soon. Allie, love you. Everybody said, aw. Um, Nigeria. I, I, I was asking the Lord because <clears throat> Greg had told me he'd have me come up and say something and give some words, just give an update, and then just share anything the Lord lays on my heart. And I'm sorry, I'm not feeling very well, so I can tell that my voice is going away today. It started this morning. <clears throat> but I was asking the Lord, what, what is it that I should share? You know, I could easily stand up here and just tell you, you know, yeah, Nigeria's great, it's going good, here's the details. <clears throat> But I felt that there was something that that he has for me to deliver. He has for me to at least, even if it's five minutes left or whatever of the time. <laughs> but Stay up there as long as you No, can. I know. I'm kidding. <clears throat> but I was asking him that, and he told me to wait. He told me to wait and just, just come here. Just get here this morning, worship. And then he would let me know what to say. And so I trust him in that. And I have a few ideas of, of whatever that is, but... Um, I first want to start with 
we love you guys very much. Um, we can't tell you, and I, and I speak on behalf of them. They can text me if they disagree, but I'm positive they don't. We love you guys very much, and it is so very evident the power of prayer that has been coming from this center, this this. I don't even know what you want to call it, this branch, this HQ, headquarters, the home base, whatever you want to call that. The power of prayer that has been coming out of this place has been evident in Nigeria. Um, I can't tell you how important it is for us specifically to receive those prayers from you guys. Um, Both how important but also how powerful it has been. Um, to the testimony to us, you know, in just just hearing this, being, you know, posting something up of a struggle or this this issue that we're having or, you know, whatever it is, and then immediately seeing, you know, 52 notifications or whatever that's thumbs up, prayer hands, we're praying, you know, all these things. I mean, it's it's a literal, literal SOS system with a visual response of, boom, I throw up a prayer and all of a sudden there's... 30, 40, 50 others in unity that not only are praying in that moment, but I'm positive and know firsthand from conversations that they're ongoing prayers. <clears throat> and so I want to say thank you for that and, and to let you know that we pray all the time for you guys as well. Because it's not just, well, we sent them off to Nigeria, we need to pray for them, and we're sitting over there saying, oh, we just need prayer, we need, we need. This, that, that's not a unified thing, that's a one-way street. It's not a mutual relationship. That's a parasitic relationship. And so I want to let you guys know as well here in the church that we pray constantly for you guys, both corporately and individually. Um, So many conversations where, you know, that's just come out and been evident. People just building prayer lists because there there is right now, there's a decent amount of time that we have, you know, to really seek into the Lord. And the Lord's designed that this way. Um, We've started in Nigeria Physically, it started off pretty slow. <clears throat> we get there, and physically speaking, we don't, you know, we don't have 50 cars. We're not building these 10-story buildings. We're not, <clears throat> you know, developing all these programs, and, you know, we have a 10,000-person church and following. You know, we don't have that. We don't have that at all. Um, but, man, what we do have is much more powerful. It's much more um, meaningful, I believe, to the Lord. I mean, when you think about a church with 10,000 people and recognizing that, you know, uh, a thousand of them are really, really on fire and really have a true relationship with the Lord, that's what the Lord desires. I mean, I, I, in speaking with the Lord one time in the past, there was a question that came up that was basically the question of, is, is, does someone know you? And his response was really awe-striking, and that is that they, they, they know my son, or excuse me, they, 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 don't, they walk with my son, but they don't know him, was his response. Even though he knew full well what my intent of asking was, is the person saved? Does this person know you for salvation? And his response is straight up, they walk with my son, but they don't know him. And it comes later that the Lord revealed, you know, yes, this, this person is written in the Lamb's book of life. They're, they're, they're mine. But his response, knowing full well, that, that just should give a testament and a, and a story to you of what is really important to the Lord. Yeah. What is important to the Lord? Is it, is it the seal in the Lamb's book of life for eternity? That's not not important, but what is more important? 
More important is the relationship with his son, which was the key and the entrance point to receive that. You know, I don't know. I just want to share that because I feel that that's important to recognize, even in understanding how to recognize for yourself what is important in your life and your daily decisions to talk with the Lord or not. Um, Your daily decisions on, on whatever you do. And I could sit here and talk a thousand times and say, oh, you guys already know this, but I don't care if you know it or not. I want to tell you again. And for everybody online, that, that is what's most important, is seeking and developing that relationship with the Lord. <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> but we have started out relatively slow-paced in the physical realm. There's not a lot to show. I couldn't give you this bulletin of... X, Y, Z has just been accomplished and things are just coming out. But what I can tell you is there have been relationships developed like nobody's business. <clears throat> the fact that we have, we have so many people that we've formed relationship with. We have people working with us, for us at the compound, different, different things, that people that we meet in a market. It's, it's, it blows my mind <clears throat> how many times we'll be out. And, uh, for instance, most recently we were out in a market, and just just how we've been introduced at different churches churches, and, and had small conversations with, with a, a larger group and met so many different people. I mean, there's a lot of people that we meet, and some that we're able to really connect with and share, or some that, that we just meet. And just the power of the testimony of us being there has, has given them encouragement. And I, I say that to say that, one of the last times we were in the market, there were two or three people, if I can remember correctly, that as we're walking through the market, I just hear, Michael, Michael, hey, Michael. And I turn around and I see the person. And if, if you happen to be watching, I apologize, but I, I did not recognize them at first. I did not know who they were. And still, even through the conversation, I did not know who they were. Yet they knew us. And the Lord has has been developing a relationship and connection with so many people widely. Um, It it says in the word of God that the power to change lives rests in the blood of Jesus and the power of the testimony. The blood of Jesus has been there since the day he died and rose on the cross. Um, That's available. That's not something we can do. That's not something we can share that he's given it. We can give you the piece of the impartation of knowledge that it's available, but we can't. We're not the ones who provide that. However, we are the ones who provide a testimony. We are the ones who provide, um, by, by decisions in building relationship with Christ, we are the ones who can provide that, that testimony of our relationship and a testimony of Christ's love through us to others. <clears throat> and so the Lord's really been able to, really allowed us to share that testimony. I, I, I want to let you know, because it was not known to us until after we moved in, we live in a place called Wadada. It's a city called Wadada. We are in Nigeria, in Benue State of Nigeria, like the U.S. has 50 states. Okay, well, Nigeria has I think, 23, 27, something 36. like that. Huh? 36. Or 36. Um, <laughs> and that's a state called Benue. There is a city within Benue called McCurdy. And within that city, I guess there's a town or township called Wadada. So that's the drill down of where we are. Um, where we happen to be, lo and behold, is one of the most poverty-stricken areas and least desired places to live, according to many of the locals and people that live there. Um, It was explained to us in this process that that is the case. 
and the Lord chose that place for us to go. Um, for those who are also are not aware, when we go to Nigeria as Americans, we are looked at on a pedestal initially. People are very surprised to see us there. They, they, they just have this preconceived notion that we have millions and billions of dollars and our best friend is Donald Trump and we talk to him every day and just shoot him a text every once in a while checking and see how he's doing. They say that at customs all the time. Tell Donald Trump I said hello. I said yes. In my next phone call with him, I'll let him know. <laughs> I don't know who he is. <clears throat> I mean, I know who he is, but I don't know him like that. And it's just, <clears throat> it's been very, very interesting how the Lord has used us moving into this place to speak to so many people. Um, and it's nothing that we planned. We had no idea where we were going, just this place. You know, it's just, it happens to be available. We happen to be given this place. And he has used that in talking with so many. I mean, down to the fact that we go to a store. Um, and, you know, one of the first things people come up and ask, oh, you know, take me back to where you come from. Take me back to your place, you know, meaning the United States. They want to go to the U.S. And our response is always, yeah, come on down where we are. We're, we're in Wadada. And the reaction is it, it changes. You know, there, there's a there's a non-belief at first. There's no way. There's no way you live in Wadada. There's no way at all. You couldn't possibly have come from the U.S., sold everything, given everything up, and come down to Wadada. Now, to be fair, we didn't know we were doing that exactly. We just didn't care because the Lord asked us to do it. And I think that speaks to a few things that I want to hit this morning. Hopefully, I will. And that is <clears throat> this, this place of not, not caring about why. The Lord has you doing something or calls you to do something, not caring about the circumstances surrounding that, what's involved in in obedience. You know, <clears throat> I was asking the Lord because what keeps coming to my mind a lot even more lately is the, the phrase that he told us uh, one of the nights we were there in Nigeria. And you even preached on it, I think, the following Sunday when you came back. And that is you're eager to obey, not eager to listen. That, that's right. <clears throat> eager to obey, not eager to listen. <clears throat> and sometimes we get caught up in ourselves of trying to figure out how we can please the Lord. You know, we, we convolute things. We, we complicate them. We muddy the water. Um, the Lord tells you, you know, I, I want you to, <clears throat> I don't know, I, I want you to become an automobile technician. Okay? You go through all these processes. That's all he's told you to do. You know, go to, no, I'm sorry. A better example is I want you to go to school to be an automobile technician. This is what happened in my life, by the way. I went to school. I'm a certified auto mechanic, <clears throat> although I feel like mailing my certificate back every time I work on a vehicle because it's frustrating. <laughs> but I went to school. I, I, I listened to him at the time. Didn't know I was listening to him at the time. But think about that. You go there, and then we take it a bunch of steps further. Okay, well, logically, you know, if I'm going to school for that, then I must be a technician. This is what the Lord wants me to do. Okay, boom, boom, boom. Now, all of a sudden, our fleshly desire to become independent has screwed everything up. You know, um, our fleshly desire to become independent from God, even though we don't think of it as that, we just think of it as, well, I, I, I know what to do now to, to go and please the Lord. Except the fact of the matter is what the Lord asks us to do to please him is to listen to him and do what he tells us each time. 
you know, it goes back to the principles of the manna, right? <clears throat> when when the Israelites are receiving manna, you know, daily, and, and the whole principle is, okay, don't, don't take up a bunch of manna. Just take what you need, right? Just take what you need. And it is that principle of not trying to store it up to rely on yesterday's manna, but rely on today's fresh manna. You know, if, if you don't rely on today's fresh manna, you'll never understand truly, because it says in the word of God, that his ways and his thoughts are higher than ours, you'll never understand where he's actually trying to take you because you couldn't possibly, because the Bible, the truth, says you don't understand. So if you're relying on what God tells you today, you go into tomorrow, and now you try to interpolate what that would mean for today, you've messed up already. You didn't go to him and ask, okay, well, today. Yesterday you asked me to go to school. What do you ask me to do today? Because it could quite possibly say, well, yes, I've asked you to go to school, but today I want you to go and do this. He didn't say in that original word, I want you to go to school to be an auto mechanic tomorrow. He just said, I want you to go to school to be an auto mechanic. Sometimes we try to apply the timing. We try to apply all of the other pieces. And sometimes that really (coughs) messes up what, what it is in our obedience. We're not so eager to listen to him every day. We're just eager to like obey and accomplish and get this thing done. Well, we, you know, yeah, you know, we have a do mentality, right? And <clears throat> I just want to reiterate that because in these seasons, in these times right now, as we're moving, it, it goes back to something even Greg preached about, about, or, or somebody had said an analogy. It's, it's like stepping Taking steps in the complete dark. You have these little tiles floating in the air, and you have no idea whether you're going to actually make it or completely miss it and just fall. But you're completely blind, completely in the dark. You just trust that he tells you, okay, move your left foot forward. You know, it it, it is that. And even down to the example of this court case, okay, the court case is, he said, you'll have two court cases one about the, the, what was this last spirit? Lawlessness. And then the other one, you know, about something else. And he just, you know, about something else. And, of course, our flesh, like, oh, what's something else? Which one is it? You know, we'll try to figure that out. What, you know, how can we? Okay. So even when he told us, it's not for now, I'll tell you later, immediately afterwards, we're all talking about it. Oh, I wonder what it could be. Could it be restitution? Could it be this? Could it be that? You know what? What could it be? Instead of just listening to him that, don't worry about it. I'll tell you when it's time. We tried to figure all this stuff out, and all of a sudden, we get there, and it's nothing like what we thought at all, and all of a sudden, it's way bigger than we could have possibly imagined. And so it, 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 it steps back to the fact that you just need to listen to him each and every moment of the day. Each step, just rely on him. You know, <coughs> it's what we've had to do. It's what we will have to do this extremely further in the future in Nigeria. We are operating there, by the way, having very little clue of how to operate there. I am not Nigerian, in case that's a surprise to some people. I am not Nigerian. Um, I did not grow up there, as Greg said. We, we didn't grow up there. So this culture is very different. We can learn as we go. We can learn all of these things, but we don't know how to operate there. So we do fully have to rely on the Lord's voice and the Lord's telling us what to do, how to do it, even in the tiniest of things, literally even when it comes to getting dressed, what is going to be offensive? 
you know, there's been such such things about shorts, women wearing pants. You know, it goes back to that Southern Baptist legalism thing. It's all over again. Here we go. You know, but but that is that is the culture there. And you don't want to offend. You want to integrate when the Bible even says can't remember exactly where it's at, but it even says when in Rome, you know, I'm paraphrasing when in Rome, do as the Romans do. You know, there, there are things and that doesn't mean that you go somewhere they're doing stuff you're not supposed to, then you just do it. But you get what I'm trying to say. It is easier <clears throat> to integrate into the culture, understand that culture, and do it respectfully. So I, I, I'm kind of hitting two heads right now. I'm kind of giving you the update and giving you some of the things that the Lord's been showing us as we're going. So I hope this is making sense. But we have been called right now to a very smaller situation. These, these first few seasons, right before the team left, leaving us there, you know, the, first, the, the initial team of seven, um, the Lord told us that this season, this time, is about uh, laying out the plans for the foundation. Not putting the foundation down. Laying out the plans for the foundation. If you've ever gone to a construction site or seen a new Wawa being built or something like that, you'll see, <clears throat> especially big commercial stuff, you'll go by day after day, week after week. You know, like, like, for instance, that Wawa that's around here somewhere. If you drive past that all the time, before it was built, I have no idea if it's done. <laughs> Oh, cool. It's done. <clears throat> but understand that when you're walking past that at first, all it was was just like, first it was a bunch of trees, then it got cleared, right? Obviously, they're building now. They're, they're going to do something now. We've, they've, they've bought the land, and now we're going to go do it. Well, for weeks, when I lived here, for weeks, I'd go by it, and it's just like, there's a bunch of equipment there, flat land. A bunch of equipment there, flat land. What in the world? I want to go work for these guys. If they're getting paid to do nothing, I want a job there. That's awesome. But lo and behold, the whole time they're working on plants, they're working on blueprints. <clears throat> you then begin to see, you know, they have the spray painted outlines or, or flags. This is where this pipe's going to go. This is where this thing's going to go. They're planning all this out because if before we go and do that, we go and lay the pipe down or put the foundation here. It's not until you start planning that out and looking at the, the whole picture before it's instilled that you will find the mistakes and the small issues. You will work out the kinks, right? The imperfections, <clears throat> the imperfections in, that, in that, that goal, in that plan, in the way that things are being laid out. You'll find those imperfections. If you go and put it in to find those, those, those imperfections then, it becomes a much more expensive, much more costly process. And understand what I'm talking about. We're not over there. I'm not telling you we're building a building. We are building pieces in the kingdom of God. This, this entire church, this entire ministry, rather, it's not just a church. This entire thing has been founded on what verse? Thank you, Lord. Somebody knows. Matthew 6.33, right? This entire, this entire movement, this entire Ministry, Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Not seek ye first just God, not seek ye first, you know, godly things, you know, whatever. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the rest will be done. I'm paraphrasing. But that's the verse, okay? That is the banner verse. That is the, the objective. That is the thing that has founded this. If we don't operate understanding that who cares about what's physically being done? Who cares about, 
you know, whether we have, you know, this building, that building, this, this attendance list, this thing. Who cares about any of that? Do you recognize what is happening right now? Do you rec- do you, no, no, no. Do you really, truly recognize what is taking place right now in this time? Do you? Because I don't think you do. I really don't. Because I can tell you there's a portion that I don't. Although I recognize a gravity with it. I recognize at least in a 50% portion, I think. I, I, I just can tell you there is some massive, massive things taking place in this season, in this time, in God's plan, in God's kingdom. If you don't think, <clears throat> if you don't think that you're a part of it, if you don't think you're carrying some responsibility for that, and, and meaning like, I have a place, I have a thing that I'm doing, I matter to this. If Sorry. If you don't think that, if you don't think that you have a role and a, and a position where we as a church body, and it goes further than just this place, it's, it's bigger than this. Don't, don't be myopic in that view. It's way bigger than this room. It's bigger than the people watching. It's bigger than all of that. If you don't understand that you have a place, you're not really, and I want to be careful with this, understand me, you're not really desiring to have a place. Okay? Let me put it to you this way. And this is something, uh, we've talked about it in Nigeria, so I apologize for all the repeat here. Your desires are made evident by your actions. Okay? Your desires are made evident by your actions. If I desire a cheeseburger right now, which I kind of do, I will go and get one. Right? When you are fasting, everyone in here knows this because it's all been, it's fun to joke about and all that or talk about. When we're fasting, like, like for instance, I'll give you this example. We're about to fast for those who, who are wanting to fast. When we're in that fasting, it will be made evident that you are really hungry and want food because you've been fasting because you'll be talking about it. Oh, I'm starving. Oh, I could really use a cheeseburger. Why does this commercial have to be about chilies? You know, oh, it's just oh, so good. Those are your actions. You're speaking that. You're speaking a desire. You're speaking that. To go even further than that, someone who is homeless Okay, give, give you this example. Someone who's really homeless, <clears throat> and they have one of the cardboard signs on the corner of the road, right? And it says, we'll work for food, or really hungry, my family, you know, i got three kids, I'm starving, you know, all of those things. They have the cardboard sign there. It is, <clears throat> their, their desires are made true by their actions. Okay, follow me for a second. You stop, and you hand them a $5 bill, a $10 bill, $100 bill. I don't know what the Lord tells you to do. They're going to be grateful for that, and, and you'll see all that. Try the next time going to McDonald's, going somewhere, Chick-fil-A, wherever, grabbing a meal for them, then going and taking it to them. I'll tell you right now, they're, they're, I, I've experienced it once or twice in my life, where they've been like, oh, no, no thanks. I, I'd rather just have $5, and then there's the whole story. I need 5 because I, I, I'll go to this place, cause, you know, my, my this, my that. They're not really hungry. They're not really hungry. If the same principle applies to your hungry for relationship with God or not, what's your, what's your actions? If you're really hungry for a relationship with God, you're going to be in your Bible. You're going to pray. You're going to be on that prayer call. 
And, and that's a hard reality. These, these, I'm not speaking from just things like, oh, you ought to do this. Dude, this is a hard-learned experience for me. A hard-learned experience for me. It is the desires of your heart are made true by your actions. For instance, I'll be very straightforward. My weight has always been a problem in my life since I can remember. It always has been. And <clears throat> I have desired, verbally, oh, I'd love to lose weight. I really, I really want to lose weight. I'd love to be about 210 pounds, 220, whatever. That's a healthy weight, roughly, for me. I, I'd really like to do that. Okay. Raise your hand if you know the time I've been in the gym. Oh, really? Well, thank you for that. You just lied. I mean, no, no. no, no, I take that back. I was, I was there once. That's true. With Brooke, Brooke forced me to go. But, but you understand what I'm saying. Apparently, I mean, and this is the cold, hard reality. The deception in me, the, the deception that I had in this, this process of dealing with my weight and recognizing it would be like, oh, I just, it's just because I've got to, you know, it, it, the real reason is, no, I just haven't truly desired it. Point blank. Just truly haven't to my heart desire to lose weight, apparently, because my actions do not define that desire. They don't. I haven't gone to the gym. I haven't. There are times where I've done something about it. I have gone on a Weight Watchers diet, which was tremendous. I recommend it. I have done a few things and steps and lost weight. And that desire was defined by the action. I really did desire to lose weight, so I'm, I performed an action to lose the weight. If <clears throat> it's a twofold thing, because you have to recognize you have a place. If you desire to have a place here, do an action about it. If you desire to have a place in what is going on, first you have to recognize what's going on, right? It's the same principle with, with Christ in a relationship. You have to recognize who you are. Bottom line, Alexis, this is like the Alexis move. This, right? <laughs> Up and down. Like the relationship. And, and it. It's, it's funny because that's her thing, but it is the most true thing up here, to be honest. It is this relationship first, then this way. It is the most true thing. It is the commandment, the commandment that encompasses everything. But if you don't recognize who you are, you don't recognize that this is really even going on. Well, I'm at church. It's a cool thing to go to. It makes me feel good before Monday's work week, you know, whatever. It's not really happening. It's just a really cool story, though. It's really cool to hear all these things, these back and forth with these spirits. It's like It's like... Dungeons and Dragons type stories or something or just all this whatever. It, it's just really kind of cool. It's these, these fantasy fiction novels. It's really cool to hear. They're intriguing. Don't get me wrong. If you're here for intriguement, just leave. Straight up. If you're here for intriguement, if you're watching for intriguement because it's just fun to watch, sign off. Leave. It's a hard thing to say. It's a hard thing to hear. God doesn't need that. He doesn't need someone to be intrigued with him. He's worthy of all intriguement. Worthy is the God, the, 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 the God who can hide these mysteries. And it's a kingship that, that goes and seeks those, those mysteries out. Goes and seeks them for knowledge, right? <clears throat> recognize, and I don't, I don't think anyone in here, I hope no one in here doesn't recognize who they are by now. And what they're called to. And, and at least in portion. 15% will do right now. Recognizing that you are a son of God. Right? Adopted in because Jesus came and died. That's the basis for, for, for salvation. To truly be saved, you have to understand that and believe that. But then you have to recognize that. Okay? Recognize what that means. It means that you are called to be a part of what's taking place now. Most of you 
including myself, came here from somewhere else. Uh, off the top of my head, Hannah, I know you moved here from another state. I moved here from another state. I know there's plenty of others I could try to think of, but that's not the point. You felt called here, right? You felt called here. It's been vindicated one time or another because you haven't left, right? It's, it's been made true. Recognize that that's not the end of it. You didn't just get called here to be here and hang out with these people and have good friends. You got called here for a specific reason. We've talked about it over and over and over. It's, it's like broken record. You've been called here for a specific purpose. Recognize that. Once you recognize that specific purpose, understand that if you desire to be a part of this, in this game, you know, whatever you call it, be there Thursday. I don't care what you got going on. Be there Thursday. Now, I, I don't say that to say that if you have, like, jury duty or, you know, I don't know what, you know, you wouldn't have jury duty at seven, but <laughs> something like that. That, it's not about that. It's not about be there or be judged. That's not what I'm talking about. But when there is a will, there's a way. That may not be a Bible verse, but it rings true. Right? Because that's the same principle as if you really desire it, you will make an action towards it, if possible. Okay? If you really, truly desire to be a part of this, don't think that, oh, yes, just, it's a concession. You'll be a part of it if you come up and you worship wherever we're going to worship, you know, whatever. Read the Bible, guys. Read the Bible. Read the portions of the Bible. Read um, um, Isaiah 41, 42, 43, all the 40s. Whatever. Read the whole, read the whole book. <laughs> Look, read that whole book and ask God for a lens into what's happening right now. Read Amen. Revelation uh, 12 to 20. You got time, you'll figure it out. Most of y'all read for fun anyways. I don't know why, you're monsters. <laughs> but most of you read for that anyways. Read that. Read Revelation. Understand what is happening here. And understand that in, in so many of these Bible stories, you, you, you have, I, I think it, man, I can't remember. The Jehoshaphat, I think, is what, the one it was where, where literally the God, God told him there were two impending armies um, coming in, if I'm not mistaken. Some, Alexis, you're like a mind dictionary for the Bible here. Um, Jehoshaphat, I think, is the one. You had two impending armies coming from other places, the ites, if you will. And... Literally, God told them, you'll have victory over them. Don't worry. Just set out and worship me. Okay? Understand that part of that was the actual battle. Actually, all of that, if you read the story, was the battle. They didn't actually have a battle. In the end of it, they didn't have a battle. At the, huh? They just sang. They just sang. They just sang and believed. Right? They just sang and believed. They, they set out, and they, I think it was the next morning, if I'm not mistaken, I would turn there, but right now, this is, this is just a, an analogy. You can go back and read that story of Jehoshaphat, okay? It is, what he chose to do the next morning was set out all the, 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 the leaders of the worship. They set out so many of this, so many of that. The details are in there. Please go read it. I'm not going to read it now, so you have to go read it. They set that out to worship. They did all of that fully in faith. Why, why are you going to worship Victory worship when you haven't had a victory yet, right? That takes faith. It's the same reason why you're going to talk to God when, when you know, physically speaking, you know, you don't have any, like, like <clears throat> I don't know, that's a bad example because he actually does physically speak to you. But why are you going to have this relationship with this person, Jesus, when he's not physically manifest right here in front of our face? I can't touch his hair and, and you know, whatever. I, I can't physically do that or haven't been able to at this point. Yet you have to have faith for that relationship. You have to have faith that that exists. You have to have, it, it's all by faith, guys. You, you have to have faith that this is going to happen. 
We've had uh, transcript after transcript of these things happening. Believe it or not, it's totally your choice. No one's here forcing you to believe anything. You can sit here and believe it's a story and a good one at that. Or you can sit here and actually by faith understand that is what's taking place right now. Mm-hmm. Understand that when you go into this worship, this victory worship, if I'm not mistaken, you're going to be worshiping through the process, not just at the end. Right. We'll also do the end. By the way, I think 1911 needs to be at the end. 191 needs to be at the end. Um, you'll, you'll find out. You're worshiping through the process in faith that there is going to be a victory. Right? You're worshiping that. What happened is in this story of Jehoshaphat, they worshipped, they praised in faith, they believed all of these things. Then the Lord told them, go and meet them. He didn't tell them that they were going to be done or whatever. He just told them that they'd have victory. And he said, go to this place, Mount something, go to this place and you'll, 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 you'll find them there. So meanwhile, while they did not know what was happening... Meanwhile, the Lord had put confusion. He had put just pit them against each other, these two forces coming after them, and they killed each other, completely annihilated each other. Just, and when, when Jehoshaphat and his army got to that mount looking over, all they saw were dead bodies, just dead bodies everywhere. They didn't have to lift a sword. All they had to do was lift a harp, lift a trumpet, lift a voice, and lift their faith more than that. That... To, to, to tell me in that instance that it was the people with the sword who were actually taking action in fighting these people, that's why they had victory, you would be sorely mistaken. It was the people who worshipped in faith that won that battle. It wasn't anyone with a sword fighting these people. You can thank the other armies for each other's help to one another because they killed each other. But in this team, it was the worship through that process by faith that actually instilled what was happening. So, so don't for one second think that this is a concession of you coming and worshiping on, on whenever. And uh, Thursday, excuse me, I know what day. Thursday. Don't think for a second that that is not just as important as anything else going on. It's not more important. There is a place and a responsibility. Not just a place. It's not a place where, oh... <laughs> Nathan, we have a spot for you. Come on down. You can sit here. No, 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 no. This is Nathan's spot. It is Nathan's spot. If he doesn't choose to come, it will remain empty. Right? Now, God can make another seat for someone else to do what Nathan's supposed to do if he doesn't. But this is Nathan's spot. It doesn't, it's not just this position's spot or this function's spot. This is Nathan's seat. This is your seat. Take it or leave it. Your seat, your opportunity, your opportunity to take an action to define your desire, to fulfill your desire. Um, yeah, that's that's that. I, I, I need I need people to understand that because it's not just about this Thursday. Understand that this isn't about just this one thing. This is about the entire process of of entire process of building God's kingdom, the entire process of this faith, the entire process of everything. Understand that when we're in Nigeria, we need, we need your support. You need our support when you're here. There, there is a, I know, I mean, the Sunday after we had left, I, I remember recalling on this thing, you know, even, even some, I think you or Brooke or somebody had to get up here and just said, don't, don't focus on this feeling of a void. It's not really a void. There was something that felt missing because we weren't here. 
I don't say that pridefully because there is certainly a feeling of missing when we're there and you're not there. Mm-hmm. There's that feeling, right? There is, a, there is a role that each one of us plays for each other because we are one body. It's awkward getting to under, or stretching that, that, that uh, tie, that cord. Mm-hmm. Stretching the cord across 7,000 miles isn't easy, right? But it doesn't mean that we're not still attached. It doesn't mean that we're not still the same team. Um, every bit of your prayer has helped. We have faced a lot of circumstantial opposition in Nigeria, um, down to immigration stuff, visas, passports, um, things with dates and trying to get this new visa. And I won't go into a whole lot of details, but I mean, bottom line, like I got my visa extended because our visas had overstayed. Now we're, we're fine. We got it figured out because of prayer and because Lord will work everything out and did. But I got my visa extended literally, I mean, I was 20 minutes late even leaving to go to the airport to come here. That's how, that's how last minute all of this stuff was and how pressed we were for time. Circumstantially, these, these, these circumstances come against almost everything we, we're trying to do there. And it's only through prayer. There's not a thing that we can do. That's out of our control, immigration, completely out of our control. Finances, completely out of our control. Um, everything in reality other than... Well, I would say other than taking a bath, but sometimes that's out of our control. I'm not going to lie. I mean, there are times where the water doesn't work or we don't have any or, you know, whatever. Now, to be reassure you, it's all figured out. And there wasn't a single time that we didn't have a bath one night that we went in lack other than a good smelling fragrance. God has all of that, but <clears throat> to, to desire something, wisdom. Speak about wisdom. I think in James is where it's at. The Lord talks about if anyone lacks wisdom, just ask, and, and the Lord will give who gives liberally. Okay? He knows that we need wisdom. It's clear. His ways and his thoughts are higher. That means that we're not as smart. We don't, we're not as wise. Okay? I don't think anybody would disagree with that. He knows we need it, yet he tells us to ask. Okay? Because if we really desire it, we'll take an action. We'll ask. If I really want wisdom, if I really want that, I will ask for it. So he tells us to ask so that those desires are, are truly defined by the action. God has everything, completely everything, under, under his hand and control. Okay? It's not to say that he just does everything magically, but you understand what I mean. He is all-powerful. Um, All of the circumstances that we have and will face, because uh, it will be better. It will be a lot better. I I can't tell you how excited I am, and I can't wait to hear the reactions of everyone in Nigeria to have found that this this principality over the land is now bye-bye. He's gone. He's down in the abyss. I can't tell you what a relief that gives me, because... The opposition, spiritually speaking, has been insane. It's been intense in Nigeria. Um, <clears throat> but it is by the power, the power of prayer through you guys uniting with us that is going to break through all of that. Um, and this, this, I'll, I'll speak again to this prayer call because it is just important as our prayer call. It's, it's something, these are all things that aren't from a perspective of, oh, I saw the attendance is low, it should be back up. But it is a realization. It's a realization that you have to have a perspective change. It was talked about two weeks ago. Um, 
that you have to have in recognizing that if you really desire change in the country, if you really desire, not even just in the country, you don't just pray for the country on the prayer call at night. I know because I used to be a part of it. It's a little difficult in Nigeria at 2, 3 a.m. But if you really want change in something, if you're, if you're looking for change for a part of your family to come to know the Lord, go to prayer corporately together. Go to prayer. If you really, really want something to change in your life, if you really, really want something to change in this particular institution, if you really, truly desire change in the country, if you really, truly desire God's Holy Spirit to fall, it's not just a, hey, this would be cool if this would happen. I'd love it. That'd be good. No, it's a, everyone needs it. Not wants it, needs it. Get together corporate prayer. It is... Only the Lord can really show you. Only the Lord can really show you. It's not through anyone's words. It's not anything I'm going to sit here and say all day long, except maybe it calls me to seek the Lord on it. Am I giving this enough importance on a, on a every night? Every morning we have one in Nigeria, 6 a.m. this time, time here, except for Sunday, excuse me. If you really want to see change in the areas of your life, in the areas of your country, in the areas of your family, all of these things, seek him. Seek him corporately. Seek him together. Get a, get a group of people together because that is where you're going to affect change. Um, you recognize it for, for the nation here. You've seen it. You've seen it in, in politics. You've seen it in, in everything that we have gathered together in prayer. Now we get to watch that all over again in a country um, Nigeria, in the nation, in the in the continent of Africa, even to be honest, because we we pray more for 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 more than Nigeria. You'll get to see it all over again through the prayer call at 6 a.m. that we have. You, you you'll get to see all of these things. But it's if you really want to see the power of God, get on the prayer call. And I know it's been said, it's been said in the in the announcements after church, it's been said on Tuesday night. If you're online, we'll, we'll post it again today. Uh, can we post it online again today? We'll post the number online again today because it is important that everyone is, has the extension of the opportunity to get on this prayer call. Um, if you really, really want to experience the power of God, if you want to see fulfillment to the answers to prayer, get on this prayer call. And we'll post the number again at night. Could you, could you, there, there's an attendance of like on average, what, so at night? Anywhere from 10 to 30. 10 to 30, roughly every night. Okay, there, there's, there's more than that in here especially since there's a lot more people on the call or, or there's a, there's extended members on the call that are not in here on a normal basis, not part of this, this particular physical church. If, if tonight, if tonight every single person in this room got on the call tonight, even, even just on a, I'm going to see what God does. I'm going to see what God does because I want to experience his power. Get on the prayer call tonight. Everybody get on tomorrow morning. Everybody get on. Come together in prayer. If you need change for your family, if something's happening, there's a financial struggle for your family, get your whole family around and pray. You know, um, Jeff, I don't have to know your personal testimony to know for a fact that that's happened within your family. I know it because I've seen change that only God could do through corporate prayer internally in your family. Point blank. If you don't know for sure, the only way to find out is to try it. If I don't know what this button does on a control panel, the only way I'm going to know is either, and to be honest, even if it's labeled, you still may not know because humans are imperfect. The only way you're truly going to know what this button does is when you press the button. 
I know I feel like I'm all over the place, and I apologize for that, but I'm just, I'm just saying it as the Lord kind of leads me to say it. And I just want to let you know, <clears throat> in a roundup of what is happening in Nigeria, we have many things that are moving forward in Nigeria. I sense this very near, um, is precipice the right word? This very near um, impending season change, this very near... Um, breakthrough that is that is currently being there. There is a tension in the air in Nigeria. There's a tension going on right now in this moment, and you may not feel it. I don't know, but there is a tension moving right now in what what God is doing in Nigeria that we desperately need to break through this barrier. And when you're trying to press through a layer of something, there tends to be pressure. There tends to be that tension. And so the fact that we feel this tension is a good sign. And so I just ask everyone to continue to be in prayer with us that we break through this next season. Now, do I know exactly what that means? Do I know exactly what's on the other side of this breakthrough? No, but that goes back to the point. I, I don't really care because God, I know God wants us to get through this. I know God wants us to move past this 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 season into the next season. So I thank you again for all of your prayers corporately for us. And just understand they mean a lot more to us than you could possibly realize. You could possibly understand. And we love you very much. And that's really all the Lord's laid on my heart. So I just want to, I just want to close in prayer. Uh, my, my section. God, thank you for allowing me to have voice to at least speak this morning. God, I I thank you for just the unity of this group, the bond that we have have within this, this group of people, both Nigeria and here. It's all the same team, Ignition. God, I thank you for the relationships that we have formed with, with all these people. God, and I thank you for the prayers and the recognition that there is a need for prayer. I thank you for all of the people on prayer calls day and night that do orchestrate and lead these prayer calls. God, I pray that you, I pray specifically, God, that as a, as a movement of glory to who you are, God, that you begin to, not begin, but that you bring an answer to the corporate prayer, God, that people get on. God, I pray that you move people's hearts to get on the prayer call, God, so that you can be glorified once again, because it's nothing that anyone leading the prayer call can do. If we're praying for breakthrough in the country, we can't do that. We don't have any political seat. We can't do any of that. We can only pray about it. We can vote, but that's the only thing we have the power to do right now. God, I just ask for a move of your Holy Spirit through this, this next spirit that's going to be dealt with. And just a, I ask for a manifest answer and, and movement in the physical towards, or, or, or reaction in the physical. But God, I ask that to be done in the way that we can see it. God, and I, I hope that people understand when I'm speaking I'm asking for lens for each person to recognize what it is that you have planned to do in the physical and to not put our expectations on that, to not put our expectations that when the spirit is cast, all of a sudden everyone's just going to be different all just immediately overnight. I ask that we don't that you give us lenses that don't have our own expectations on it, that God, you give us your expectation, 
your lens to see what it is that you're doing so that we can recognize your power and your glory. And God, I just thank you so much for the team that we have in in Africa, in Nigeria, God, and for their just steadfast love of you. God, their their desire, God, that has been proof through their action to move there. God, the desire to affect change, not only just in Nigeria, but to affect change within your kingdom. God, to help build the things that you want done and what you want built. God, I thank you for every right of access that you've given us into many different things. God, every every authority that you've given us in, in, in everything that we deal with, God. I thank you for your son and his, and his sacrifice, God, that, that gave us the ability to do any of this, that gave us the ability to even know you. The fact that you would speak back when we talk to you is, is a privilege and an honor in and of itself. The fact that we are saved by the blood of your son is even greater of a blessing in and of itself. We didn't deserve that. We certainly don't deserve more, yet you give it liberally. We, we, we get to live and build up these treasures in heaven, God. We get, to, we get to act as if we deserve all of these things, yet we don't. God, if, if that's not love, I don't know what is. If that's not grace, I don't know what is. God, I just pray that you bring a further recognition to the identity of who each and every one of us is on a new layer. And God, I just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And I want to just take two minutes. And I want to leave you with a thought. Because everything Michael talked about was about putting into practice the things that we say we believe, right? Lord has worked heavy on me this week about something that I've been doing. And so I asked him, why why is he hitting me so heavy with this? And it's because of what's coming. And if it's hitting me, I know it's hitting you guys. So this is what he's shown me this week. It's not about the knowledge that you can pull in about who God is and about what he wants to do, what he is doing. It's not about the knowledge of where you're to be headed in your life. It's not about the knowledge of of knowing the future, as Michael said earlier, because we just want to know. It's not about that. Sometimes he'll let us know, but it's not about that. It is about the focus on him. And I know that's simple. We've talked about it a million times. But I'm here to tell you and warn you that it's going to get tough to do that. By sheer time in your day, it's going to get tough to do that. Not just absorb his word. You know, give him, okay, I'm going to read my two, three chapters this morning. Well, first of all, if it's awesome, God's void, God's word will never return void. But if that's your your mark off to where you feel like you're doing something, then and good luck with that. It'll be limited. He said in Psalm 27, for one thing have I desired that will I seek after, that I may dwell, that I may dwell 
that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. To inquire. To inquire. To inquire. See, if you're not having a conversation with the Lord, you're not moving forward with him in relationship. If you're not sitting down and focusing and absorbing his voice, even if you don't think you can hear it, you're not getting anywhere with that. Because knowledge will only take you so far. It will only take you so far. We've said it a million times. We are on the precipice of everything changing. And I know it's frustrating, but there is so much that I just can't tell you. I can't tell anybody. I've not been able to tell a soul. I even asked that in the ready room. I said, Lord, is there anybody I can share what you've been sharing me with? He said, no. Not even my wife. But then he told me why. He said, because a word spoken in season is sweet. A word spoken out of season is bitter. It can't be when I decide to do it. And it can't come from me. He wants you to press into Him, and it'll come from Him. Believe me. He just needs you to press in. So I encourage you, everything that Michael said is about pressing in. Give Him time when there seems to be no time. Make sure it's him first in that time. Father, we worship you and praise you. Thank you, Lord, for your favor. Thank you, God, that you have given us avenues to come intimately before you, just as Michael spoke of. God, help us to take those avenues because it is our choice. Just like Michael said, there is a seat there for us. Whether we fill it or not, there's a seat there. God, I just pray. Give us strength to step in faith. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. I know we've been long. I'm just going to share this brief thing that I got permission from her to share it, um, but I do believe it was directly from the Holy Spirit. Um, I'll tell you who sent it to me. She said, I just kept getting flooded with these words. Just, It's brief. If you are looking for change, go to prayer. If you are looking for the Holy Spirit to fall, you have to press in and understand and have faith. Pray. Pray and believe. Trust in the Lord. 
if you ask the Lord to heal your friend's arm, you can't just pray and then say, okay, cool, you're fine. No, you have to pray and then say, okay, now I trust in the Lord and I thank you, God, that this person is healed. You have to trust and have faith that God is going to do his will. With God's will, there is a way. Jesus loves us and he wants us to do his will in our lives. And he wants us to bring him into our lives so he can change our lives and open our eyes to things that are unseen by people who don't know him. He wants to build a friendship and a relationship with you and he wants you to love him and accept that relationship. God wants you to be on fire for him. Soon, everyone will be on fire for him. No more lukewarm, no more cold, just on fire for God. Yvonne just said that to me.